I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. Madeline Adams will join the show in just a bit. On this edition of Inside Cajun Nation, the Cajuns make it to the NIT for just the fourth time UL playing in a postseason women's basketball tournament. Also, the return of football as spring football starts this week, and head coach Billy Napier has some holes to fill on this year's team. Madeline will detail the start of spring football for us later in the show. Plus, Raging Cajun Golf held its Louisiana Classics Tournament at Oakbourne this past week. We'll hear from Coach Theo Sliman on that, and I sit down with Dr. Brian Maggard to talk all things Cajun athletics. But first, we begin with women's basketball. And for just the second time, the Cajuns play Colorado, the Buffaloes in their history. Head coach Gary Broadhead told us the Buffs were good despite their 10 and 10 record. They beat number one Stanford earlier in the, in the year. Junior Brandi Williams scored a team high 12 points and Ty Doucette notched her third double double of the season. But Colorado used a big second quarter to take a double digit lead that did not relinquish and it pushed the Buffaloes past the Cajuns 68-45 in the first round of the 2021 WNIT. The duo of all Sunbelt Conference performers led the way for Louisiana all afternoon on Friday with Williams pulling within two points of becoming the program's 20th 1,000-point scorer. Doucette scored 10 points to go along with a team leading 11 rebounds. Head coach Gary Broadhead on this matchup and what went right what went wrong and we were trying to trap the ball at the top which really worked out good the first half for a while and then they started fine they started sending those shooters in the corners and we couldn't we couldn't rotate over it's kind of a, a trap to rotate up and then we couldn't rotate over and they hit some shots and then i think a couple of rebounds second shots hurt us on some threes that we couldn't cover back out i mean that's what they beat i mean it was 26 22 in the in the paint. So it wasn't really in the paint. It was mostly, I think, you know, from the perimeter play. We tried to make an adjustment, but we couldn't score this, the second half. When you when you shoot one for 18 from the three, that's, you're not going to win many games, neither, you know. And their half-court trap really bothered us the half, second half. They went to a zone, and they were trapping us on the wings. And, man, we could, I mean, even though we got the ball to the middle sometimes, we, uh, we just couldn't hit a shot, man. We got some not great looks, but we got some good looks, and that hurt us bad. You know, and their length, their length hurt us more on the defensive side, I think, than the offensive side. All right, still to come, we'll check in with the Cajuns football program as they begin year four under Billy Napier with the start of spring practice. We're back in 90 seconds right here. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Madeline Adams going to join us in just mere moments as the Raging Cajuns began spring practice this past week over at Cajun Field. And it's time to turn the page as the Cajuns put a successful season behind them and move forward to create another historic season. Madeline Adams has more from Cajun Field. 
Year four with the Cajuns, day one of spring football for head coach Billy Napier as Louisiana took to Cajun Field Tuesday for the first of 15 practices. UL also unveiled its full 2021 staff. Tight ends coach Mike Desermo and wide receivers coach Tim Leger have been elevated to co-offensive coordinators. But coach Napier will still be calling the plays this season as usual. And this year his offense will feature some new running backs as Elijah Mitchell and Trey Regis both declared for the NFL draft. But Napier says they will continue to have a running back by committee type of attack. Running back is the position where we have an opportunity for a young player to really emerge. Um, you know, I think that Chris Smith is really the only player that has significant experience in that room. Uh, so the Amani Bailey's, the Jacob Cabote, TJ Wisham of the world. Um, I think those guys are going to get their opportunities this spring and then you throw the three high school high school rookies into the mix this summer. Uh, that's going to be a very competitive situation there to determine who plays. New Year's same expectations for the Cajuns as the team has set its sights on winning a Sunbelt championship outright. And the work put in now pays off later. We still haven't really won a conference championship here. It's, it's a big big deal to us because we really want to go out with a conference championship and it's big to, to have a spring and they're going to the fall, you know, knowing, knowing a little bit more than you, uh, than you did. I feel like this spring, this is our chance to turn it up a notch, you know, fix the little things, like I said, and just make sure everyone is all on board with the game plan. The Cajun spring game will be under the lights at night on Thursday, April 22nd. Reporting from Cajun Field, I'm Madeline Adams for KLFY News 10 Sports. All right, Madeline, thanks so much. For the 36th year, the UL golf team host the annual Louisiana Classics Collegiate Golf Tournament over at Oakbourne Country Club, their hub, if you will, their home course. Tuesday marked the final round for the 14 teams participating in the event this year. When the day was finished, it was Illinois with a 41 under winning the team title and the Cajuns finishing second with a three unders tournament score. The Fighting Illini's Jerry G won the individual top spot and the Cajuns Hudson Dubinsky and Peter Hinnant both finished tied for ninth place. Head coach Theo Sliman says the popularity of this event, this event keeps growing. A lot of rich history in this, uh, hosting this event. We're the, we're the third oldest uh, collegiate division one tournament, uh, running tournament. And uh, yes, the hospitality that they, they received down here in Lafayette from the membership at Oakbourne and the supporters, uh, these these universities and coaches uh, certainly certainly uh, put this on the schedule year in and year out and uh, pencil in the dates for the for the, for the Louisiana Classics. A lot of teams want to get in and uh, looking looking to build and build on it in the future. Uh, the golf team will be in Gulf Shores, Alabama later this month for their next event. Next on Inside Cajun Nation, Dr. Brian Maggard discusses UL athletics with me. A lot to be excited about next on Inside Cajun Nation. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust joined by 
the athletics director at the University of Louisiana. It's Dr. Brian Maggard. Dr. Maggard, thanks so much for your time. Anytime, glad to join you. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, first off, uh, we've kind of wrapped up another portion of the season with regards to basketball now. And uh, so just kind of assess where the program's at athletically uh, with basketball and uh, how you assess the season this year. Certainly. Well, I think, first of all, let's start with the women's uh, program. Obviously, a great year, won a regular season championship, um, first one in program history. So very happy for and proud of Coach Broadhead, his staff, and then that team of young women uh, you know, endured a lot this season, just as every sport team has, right, with COVID. Uh, and that's been an extra challenge for everybody. So certainly very proud of the season they've had and happy for them. And on the men's side, you know, we really mustered through a lot of different challenges. Um, you know, still had some injury issues, but I think I really was excited about how uh, Bob got a new team to come together and play really well in year one. And so I'm very excited about next year's opportunities with that talent coming back. We saw what uh, Kobe Julian did, you know, when he got back and made a huge, huge difference, uh, just, you know, coming back at the end of that season. So we stay healthy. You know, I'm very excited about uh, the opportunity for men's basketball next year and uh, also hoping that uh, Gary can keep whole steam ahead and, and keep winning at a high level like he did this year. It, it seems like a, there's a uh, huge challenge with regards, with regards to uh, making, making things uh, work during this past season. And you guys have done a phenomenal job of that. What has been one of the things that uh, you've kind of kept your eye on to say, look, this is a temporary situation and we are working our way through it. And I think you've done a phenomenal job of that. I'm just curious, what has kept your uh, eye on the prize, so to speak? Well, I think first and foremost, we always want to make sure we've got the, the health and safety of our student athletes and coaches as our number one priority. And, you know, the credit to our success with COVID this year absolutely goes to a lot of people. You know, our sports medicine staff uh, headed up by Travis Swallow, right? He and his team of athletic trainers have done a phenomenal job, you know, with the testing protocols, the education uh, on, on COVID safety and things of that nature. Um, certainly our coaches are doing a fantastic job in delivering that message. And then ultimately our student athletes, you know, they're adhering to policies, they're, they're uh, making sure that we're wearing the appropriate uh, protective equipment, you know, when we need to, or uh, staying in our bubbles and uh, just doing, I think, things the right way. And uh, I wouldn't, uh, I'd be a little bit remiss if we, if I'd say we didn't have maybe some good fortune along with all the good effort, but uh, I'm very proud with so many people involved in our department who's helped us uh, navigate through this challenging time. And so when you move forward now, we have baseball, softball, both teams that are kind of on the cusp, if you will. Obviously, softball has a little bit better uh, stranglehold on being in the national spotlight, but Cajun baseball fighting through that and trying to get there as well and doing a great job. And, and so kind of take me through what's up next with regards to this year. We're certainly going to, you know, continue to work through our spring sports season, right? Just like we did the fall and winter sports. Um, but again, very excited to your point about the opportunities that our spring sports are going to present, particularly our diamond sports. 
but you know we got to keep in mind we have both tennis programs competing uh, as well as uh, men's golf and our track and field outdoors, you know, is, is amongst us right now as well. So we have a lot of activity going on. It's, you know, the spring in terms of total numbers of athletes competing is probably as higher, you know, than it ever is during the year. Um, so certainly, uh, again, we just look forward to continuing to plugging through and navigate through COVID. Uh, we are certainly excited about the future uh, and I'm very hopeful that uh, come fall, We'll be able to open things up a lot more, if not 100%, but that will certainly be up to our, our state and, and local leaders on that front. But uh, other than that, you know, we're just very excited about this spring and look forward to an exciting uh, season of competition amongst all those sports. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about those fans and, and getting them in the stands and how what the challenge is, because now we're in phase three at this point. Uh, maybe more fans coming in. We're going to do that when we come back on the other side of this break. We'll be back on Inside Cajun Nation in 90 seconds. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Glad to be joined by the University of Louisiana's Athletics Director, Dr. Brian Maggard, and he is gracious to join us. I know you're busy. There's a lot going on, and uh, you are kind of uh, taking taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and trying to navigate through the COVID. We talked a little bit about that. Part of that is getting fans back into the stands. And that's one of the big advantages for Cajun baseball is they have one of the most phenomenal home field advantages. With, fa with regards to fans, what is the next phase for fans to be able to go to Cajun games? Well, certainly, you know, we, we knew there's a, a, a increase in the capacity uh, this spring. So particularly for our diamond sports, uh, I believe we're at 50% now, but we still have a, some social distancing requirements. So we're in the process right now of, of selling um, season tickets to those individuals who did not get access to that. And certainly we're, uh, we're modifying the price because we know they've missed some of the games uh, early on, but those are, those sales are going very, very well. Anything we don't sell in both baseball and softball, uh, we'll turn those into single game sell opportunities. And we should really have all that finalized um, by, by the start of next week to be ready for our next uh, home series with TCU moving forward. But very appreciative of the additional inventory that we were able to pick up due to this uh, increase in capacity. And then, like I said earlier, you know, very hopeful that come fall, uh, we'll be at full capacity. Yeah, and when you think about football and what the success that they've had over the recent past, I, I'm assuming season tickets is something that uh, that you guys are pushing right now because, hey, we're going to actually be able to put people in the stands if everything holds holds the truth. That's right. And, you know, right now we have our football season ticket renewals going on right now. So anyone who had a season ticket last year, or the year before and, and maybe opted out of COVID, they now have the opportunity to purchase their season tickets. They'll be in their original seats, you know, uh, pre-COVID. Um, so they'll get the first round of refusal at those. And then at some point here, you know, we'll uh, open up to the general sales for the general public. But uh, yeah, I'm very hopeful that, uh, you know, Acadiana as a whole will respond to the successful season we had. Number 15 team in America, uh, we got to have fans show up to these games, you know, we need to be pushing 30,000 plus uh, at our games because again, we have a top 25 program now. And that's something we can all take pride in. We've got a great product on the field. And so I'm looking forward for the opportunity 
for people to show their support and, and come to Cajun Field and, and see a great football team. When you look at Coach Billy Napier, his success, uh, he's around for another year at least. Uh, how, do, how do you continually keep people here? What's the attraction? And is there a secret sauce that you say, hey, look, Billy, we got the sauce here. We're making it work. Well, I, you know, one, I, I, I know Coach uh, feels very well supported here, right? And by that, I know he's very um, appreciative of the alignment we have between our president, Dr. Savoy, myself, and him, right? We, we all have the same vision for this football program. We know what we're capable of accomplishing here. And he sees and feels a continuous investment that we continue to make in that sport. And so I think that's one key factor that's um, obviously uh, allowing us to, to maintain him as our head football coach. But he also, I know he knows the opportunities that exist here, right? We, we, we haven't hit our ceiling. Uh, you know, in this sport, we were two spots away from being the top group of five team in America last year to play in that New Year's Day Six Bowl. And we really feel like we can accomplish that here but not only one time, but be consistent in doing that. So, you know, winning is hard, but sustaining winning is even harder. We know that. So it, again, it takes a continuous investment uh, to make sure that we are positioning that program uh, to be one, you know, one of national prominence. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a little bit about something that's going on a little ways down the way over at LSU and how you avoid situations like they are in and what, what constitutes uh, you know, keeping a program uh, kind of steadfast and, and, and handling situations of that sensitivity in a positive way. Well, I think, unfortunately, those situations can happen anywhere. And I think it's just really how you respond to those situations. You know, here, you know, our, our mantra is, you know, um, see something, hear something, say something. And that say something needs to to be to um, specific individuals on our campus who will then handle those situations uh, the right way. And so that's what we try to continue to promote and educate here within our department and, and throughout our campus, right? Our, our, our campus leadership does a good job of that campus-wide, and that's something that we uh, really uh, position our, our staff to do as well, as well as our student athletes. And so, but it's really about, you know, if you see something, you hear something, you need to say something, uh, and you need to do that in a very timely manner because Again, situations unfortunately arise. You know, the negative situations happen, and it's just that we got to make sure that we uh, address them appropriately uh, and with the right people in a timely manner. And before I let you go here, uh, I know this week uh, Heather Mazzetta's spot decided to uh, retire. Can you talk a little bit about what she's done for the program and uh, where the program sits with regards to volleyball moving forward? Well, Heather's always going to have a special place in my heart because her, along with Coach Robichaud, they, they represented the coaching staff during the athletic director search process that I was a part of. So I got to meet Heather. You know, she was one of the first coaches I met uh, during that interview process. And uh, I think her, you know, her tenure here speaks for itself. She's done a fantastic job. She's the winningest coach in program history. Uh, her longevity is something to be com commended. 26 years in the profession as a head coach. Um, and I believe 13 here uh, at UL, uh, if not more. But, um, you know, she's just done a, done a fantastic job. And although we were, you know, sad to, to hear her news, uh, you know, we completely understand. Um, you know, it's a taxing profession. Uh, she has given a lot of blood, sweat, and tears.
to UL and to this athletics program and our volleyball team. And I think she just realized uh, that, you know, she was ready to, to maybe try something else. And she recognized that her health, her well-being, uh, her quality of life, you know, it was time for a change. And I admire that because it's better to go out that way, you know, on your own cognition as opposed to, you know, letting your health uh, or anything else, right, uh, dictate that for you. So really applaud her recognition of that. We wish her nothing but great success. And we'll move forward with a national search here very soon. I think it's going to be a very attractive job, George. I think it's going to be one that we have a lot of potential here. You know, we need somebody to come in and take this program from where Heather has gotten it, but take it beyond. Because we think we really believe, like any sport here, we should compete for and win conference titles and get to the NC2As. And uh, Heather has done great, did a great job of building that foundation. And so now it's somebody else's opportunity to take us to that next level. And we're quite confident we'll find that person very soon. Excellent. And well, last question, I promise. Uh, Dr. Becker, you've done a phenomenal job here. You obviously like it here. We want you to stick around. Can you can you talk about your future and your excitement level just personally? And uh, you're going to be around a while, right? That's right. We've got a lot of work to do here. I mean, we've just begun to scratch the surface, in my opinion. You know, we're starting to win, I think, consistently in, in, in many of our sport programs. We want to make sure we're doing that across the board. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, fundraising to do here. Uh, you know, we need to get Cajun Field renovated. I want to get the baseball uh, clubhouse done. We need to renovate our tennis facility. We need to uh, do some renovation in UK Long for our volleyball program. We need to do some things for women's basketball. And then we need to make sure we grow our annual fund, right? So whereas we are being able to provide the, the resources we need to be a nationally prominent Division One program. So there's a lot of work to be done here. And like I said, I think we just scratched the surface of what the University of Louisiana Athletics can accomplish and really should accomplish. So no, a lot of work to do. And uh, as long as you all will have me, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Good stuff. Dr. Becker, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. And uh, as always, appreciate you taking some time to spend with us. My pleasure. Go Cajuns. Thank <laughs> you.